Okay, we are up to a new Mishnah. Good evening, Chav Ches Amid Beis, Rav Nechunya Ben Hakona. Nechunya Ben Hakona, Hayim Spalal, he would daven Beknisasai, Lebis Hamedrash, Uvi Yitziasai, upon entry and leaving the Bismedrash, a Tfila Kitsara. A little prayer. What's the topic of this prayer? What do we see you murmuring every day? He said like this. When I come in, I daven. That a mistake should not happen. Right? That a mistake should not happen. I shouldn't make a mistake. And upon leaving, I thank Hashem for my fortune that I'm able to spend my day in the Bismarck. So the Gemara expands on this. Why was it so important that he daven, that he doesn't make a mistake? What exactly is the prayer um, that when he came in? By the way, the Rambam and Pirish Mishnais, incredible, says that this is a chayva, that it's a required prayer when you sit down and learn. Um, obviously, needless to say, you know, I know it's printed in the Gemara, and I know, like, I've seen, like, some very, very from guys. Like, they, they say it when they sit down in Bismedrish in the morning. But no, your, your Gemara is way too old hat. This is not modern enough at all. It's like, when they print those Gemara, no one said it. Like, now you have some, like, really from guys. But, like... So, but the, the Rav and Mishnayis and the Tesiyat say it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a chiv, it's optional. So, Tanar Rabbanon, when he comes in, what did he used to say? Hashem Hashem, it should be your will. That a mistake should not happen through me. And I shouldn't mess up. When rendering a psak halacha, and my friends rejoice. And I shouldn't pass it on something wrong that it's tar, it's really tame, that it's tame, it's really tar. And at the same time, and my friends should not stumble and mess up when they issue a psak, and I'm happy with them. So we've heard this a thousand times, that Reb Nechunya ben Hashem, please make me not mess up. Because if I mess up, that one's going to get a good laugh at my expense. I, I, I really don't want that to happen. And, and, and also, my friends shouldn't mess up. Because if my friend messes up, oh man, oh man, I will laugh my head off at the guy. That, that's what it says. Really? Really? Even us, who are not like the greatest Balimides ever, a good friend of yours, even us who are not such great Balimides, do you rejoice when your friend messes up, really? You know, listen, I'm not saying I'm immune from this. And I'm not saying I've never done this. But 
it's not something I'm proud of. It's something that I really aspire not to. I mean, if you have a friend, and like, you know, he messed up. You know, he did a stupid thing. He bought a dumb car. He did a dumb move in business. He's wearing an ugly suit. You don't, you don't feel good. And Reb Nechonia ben Hakana and his friends are such base people that that's what Reb Nechonia ben Hakana has to daven about when he comes to Bismedrash. And it's like of all the things that you could daven about when you come to Bismedrash. HaKadosh Baruch please give me the siyata deshmaya to know the sugya well, to go through the entire labyrinth of the sugya and come out with the right psak. I mean, that's a really, really impressive thing to see the right, you know, the right, you know, points in the sugya that it hinges on, the inflection points that the sugya hinges on. These are like the real, the real goals. I'm davening to Hashem on a daily basis that he doesn't mess up and I laugh my head off and ha <laughs> what an idiot. Really? In the Chunya ben Akana and his friends? It can't be. It can't be like when you're in Machlechus with a person. Even so, it's all the shame Shemayim. Even so, you know, I'm telling you, you know, we're, we're used to yeshiva, but like in, in academia, in academia, where, where you know, you know, it's not like on recorder now, but like I'm all if you watch like on YouTube, like a debate between like like two guys in Yale. They, they take on the it's not personal. And I really believe Thomas Jefferson when he did that wasn't coming out that was coming out to the Federalist paper. You know, it's nothing personal. We're here to get our truth. And Kavachimer, Gedalim, you think when Rebel Yashim or Shemizalman had a machlegas he got nasty? Do you think Rebel Yashim would laugh if Shemizalman messed up? You think that Tzitz Eliezer would laugh if Ramesha messed up? <laughs> Ramesha got it wrong. Like, you can't even picture this with Ramesha and, and the Tzitz Eliezer. Maybe it's a guy that... Not that it's so, because he would feel better about himself because he didn't make that mistake. I, I, Not that he was happy. So you see. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's still, it's so hard to fathom because it's so... It's so, we, you know, it's even we aspire, whether we're successful about this or not, even we aspire for this not to happen. And Mechunya ben Akana, he's davening that I shouldn't laugh my head off at my friend's mistake and at my friend's expense. So the Chsam Seifer, there's a couple answers. The Chsam Seifer says, the Chsam Seifer says, this is a prayer that I get the Sugya right. What he's davening for is that Hashem, please make you get the sugya because we're all here to get the MS. And if I mess up and I am not to get the MS by myself, my friend is going to get the MS and he is going to be so happy that he was to the MS. So they're davening not that my friend should be happy when I mess up. I shouldn't mess up and therefore... I should get the sugya. I should have the siyata deshmai to get the sugya, and I should have the satisfaction versus him having to correct me and me not getting the sugya. That's how the Chassam Sefer explains it. That's how the Chassam Sefer explains it. Um, the Marsha, the Marsha, and I'm just saying this because no one learns at Pashup Shat. You can't read the sugya. The Mechunyu Ben Akana and his friends are davening that I shouldn't laugh my head off when you look stupid. It's, it's just unfathomable. Sense that terrorist, but like again, if you're saying it's all the same, so why do we care if they're, they're, you know, the, the happiness of the sky getting it right? 
Good point. It's not the schar, it's the, it's the, oh, I, I was zeichet to have the siyat of the shmaya to get it right. For, if I didn't, then I didn't have that siyat of the shmaya. I'm not saying it at your expense, but it means I didn't have siyat of the shmaya to get it right. The Marsha says, Mamash, he, he makes the sugya totally the opposite of what it looks. It says that each person should be happy that I didn't mess up. Re- meaning you have to read the words, simple, simple pshat. That I shouldn't mess up, and my friends be happy that I didn't mess up. That's how the Marsha reads it. It's not the pshat that I shouldn't mess up, and my friends laugh at my expense. Marshall learns, I shouldn't mess up, and therefore my friends are excited for me that I didn't mess up. And my friends shouldn't mess up, and I'm excited for them that they didn't mess up. So again, not that either the Chassam Seifer's pshat or the Marsha's pshat is like super geschmack, but my point is, is that we've learned this more a hundred times, and we've heard feels from the Chani Ben Akana when we're sitting next to some from guy hundreds of times, and we always think, like, yeah, he's, you know, Hashem, please make him not mess up so I don't laugh my head off at him. It can't be that that's what he's davening for. Continues the Gemara. Ubi Yitziyasai, upon exiting the Bismadrish, he said as follows. Hashem, I thank you. That I am able to sit in Bismedrish. And I do not sit in the bars where they just sit and shoot the breeze all day. Why? I get up hard to do my craft. They also get up early work hard at their craft. I get up early and learn Tyra. They get up early in order to waste time. Ani Amal, I work, Vehema Melum, they work. Ani Amal Makabal Sachar, I work and get rewarded, Vehema Melum, Vehena Makabum Sachar. They work and they do not get rewarded. And everyone knows the Pshat that they say over from the Chavetz Chaim, of course they get rewarded. Meaning, I, I went to the suit store, I paid money to a guy for a suit. I went to the dry cleaner, I paid the guy money for the dry cleaning. You know, they make, they make money. The answer is they don't get paid for their work. If a tailor works hard and messes up, he gets no money. If a shoemaker works hard and messes up, doesn't get any money. But if I learn for a whole day, and I work my head off, and at the end I say, wow, that was misguided and wrong, I get 100% schar, as if I would have gotten the sugya correctly. Ani rots, vehem rotsim, I'm running and they're running. Ani rots l'chaylam haba, I run t'chaylam haba, vehem rotsim l'ver shachas. And they are running to Gehenim. Taner Abonim. Kishachola Rebeliezer. When Rebeliezer Agodol, the great Taner Rebeliezer, the Taner that Shas begins with and ends with, Rebeliezer and Horkinus, Nichnesu Talmidav Levakre. His Talmidim came in to visit him. Amrulai, they told him, Rabbein Rebbe, Lamdenu Archas Chaim, teach us the ways of life. And with them, they will be zeichet teilam haba. Amolahem, number one, hizaru bekvayid chaverechem. Be extremely careful with the dignity of your friends. So the ben yayada, the ben yayada says 
This doesn't mean friends. This means your wife. That you should be extremely careful with, your, with the dignity of your wife. So I was wondering, like, where did he get that from? Like, it says friends. Isn't it also very important to care about your friend's dignity? Why is it only that you have to care? How do you know it's talking about your wife's dignity? So there's a famous, famous, famous vart, letter, quip from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, but I've seen it in the name of others as well, that when a person dies and they check if you're a Baal Chesed or not, they first check if you do Chesed at home. If you're nice to your family, then, okay, good, now let's see what you've done. If you're a tyrant Meshuggahner at home, then I don't care if you're the grest of Baal Chesed, you get honored at every, every Chesed organization. If you're a nut job at home, then it doesn't count because you see that the Chesed is self-serving. If you're good at home, then you see that you're a good person, or at least you want to be a good person. And therefore, the Chesed you do elsewhere is worthwhile. If you're, if you're not a good guy at home where there's no credit, because no one knows if you're a good guy at home or not, and you're not a good guy elsewhere, then you're a good guy. We start, and that's the litmus test to see if you're a real Baal So That's where I think the Ben Yayada got this from. Be careful with your friend's dignity. But I mean your wife, because if you're not careful about your wife's dignity, this that you care about your friend's dignity is not lishmutz because you want to be a gishmaki guy, you want to be well-liked. If you care about your wife and you care about your friends, then you're a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's in learning, but <laughs> I hear yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. Next one is a real interesting one. Umanu b'nechem min Discourage your children from higayin. Higayin means thought. What is the Gemara? What is Rabbi Eliezer telling us? Telling me what's the Gemara telling us? What's the Gemara warning us away from? So there's several pshatim. They're all pretty similar. Rashi says your your kids should not learn too much mikra. Your kids should not learn too much chumash. What does that mean? So Rabbi Salanter says it means that a person's main learning should be Gemara. Okay, fine. That that that's the simple meaning of what this Gemara is saying. That you should teach your kids Gemara more than, once they're of age, Gemara more than Chumash. The Chesam Seifer says, what this means is, that you should learn, when you learn with your kids Chumash, you should learn with your kids Chumash the way Chazal learned up the Chumash, not the simple reading of the Chumash. Meaning, you could read Psukim in Tyra and Nevi'im, and it has a simple meaning, which is totally different, just totally different than the way, than the way Chazal learn it in the Gemara and in the Midrashim. So when you read the Psukim to your kid, do you, do you read it the simple reading? Or do you actually doctor the simple reading to teach it to them the way Chazal wanted to learn? That's what the Chazam Sefer learns it saying. The Me'iri says what it means is that um, you should steer your kids away from Kabbalah, meaning you shouldn't learn Kabbalah at too young of an age. He's Obenechim, when you're young, stay away from Kabbalah. The Chavis Yair learns, Chavis Yair learns, it means that you should not delve too much into Diktuk. How do you understand what Rashi is saying? Huh? Lay Targil Memikri Yesermidai? 
Don't learn too much Chumash. So, you know, that could fit with any of these Pshatim. That could fit with any of these Pshatim. Okay. Continue. So that was first piece of advice. Number two. Number two. Was umna, uh, uh, I'm sorry, number three. <laughs> and you should seat your kids at the feet of Tamid Chachamim. And when you daven, always realize who you're standing in front of. If you do all of these, finally, the Gemara says, when Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai was sick, his Talmidim came in to visit him. As soon as he saw his students, he began to cry. His Talmidim said to him, You're the glowing light of all the Yidden. You are the right pillar. You're the strong hammer. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? And Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai said, I am scared. <laughs> if I was about to be placed in front of a human king, he's here today, tomorrow he's dead. Even if he gets angry at me, his anger is not everlasting. If he jails me, his jail is not everlasting. Even if he kills me, his death is not permanent. I could still go to Umhab after I'm dead. And besides, I'm able to say nice things. I'm able to butter up. Ah, judge, nice tie. You're able to butter up the guy and get in good with him. And if necessary, bribe him with money. And trust me, says Rebbe even so, I would be good and scared. But it's much worse than that. They're now sending me in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He's around forever. If he gets mad at me, his anger is everlasting. If he, so to speak, jails me, it's an everlasting jail. If he puts me to death, that is an everlasting death. There's no temporary, there's nothing temporary by the Rebbeinu And I cannot appease him with words. I can't give him a bribe. I have in front of me two paths. Two paths. Shnei drachim. And I don't know which path they are sending me on. Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai wasn't sure if he's going to Gehenna or Ganeid. Really? One second. And I shouldn't cry? Listen, before you die, give us a bracha. I give you a bracha that the fear of heaven should be as strong as you fear humans. <laughs> That's it. Tell me of Ad Khan. 
And the Kavanah came, give me a bracha for Parnassah. I'm like, okay, oh, there's a shvach of bracha. Then I should fear Shemayim like I fear humans. I'm halavai. <laughs> yeah, halavai. Tedek, because other may when a person does something wrong, his reaction is, Eimer shalei yurani adam. All he's concerned about is that no one sees. Do you know Hashem sees? See, see, it's a very good bracha. B'shas p'tirasei amar lehem. At the time of his death, he told the people in the room, Panu Kelam Tama, first of all, take everything out of the room before I die. Why make everything tame? Get as much stuff out of the room as possible. Why make things tame unnecessarily? We'll talk about that if we have a chance. Prepare a chair for Cheskia, who's coming. So there's a Messiah we have that when a person dies, if he has a particular connection to an important person from another Dar, then that person will come down to earth, pick him up, and escort him into Shemaim. For instance, Rabbi Shleim Haiman, you know, this is not from that long ago, Shleim Haiman was Kolevsky's Rebbe, he was a huge chassid of Rabbi Kivager. He spoke at Rabbi Kivager almost every year. They say that when he was dying, they heard him talking to Rabbi Kivager. There's this, there's this Messiah we have that whoever a person really models himself after and really fashions himself after, he, he, <clears throat> he will be escorted by that person into Shemayim. So we have two Two curious things in the Sigma. Number one, okay, being that that's true, what is Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai's connection to Chezkiah HaMelech? And number two, was Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai really scared? You know, like if Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai scared, Gehenim, Ganadin, it's a 50 50 chance, we're dead. And Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai is, you know, from the grass to Tanayim, especially, he kept Klai Yisrael together after the Chorban. Our transition from Beis HaMikdash-centered living to, to Shul-centered living was all Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai's engineering. So, I mean, for Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai's 50-50 chance, Gehenim, Ganem, Gehenim, Gehenim, we're dead. So really, is Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai that scared? And what's his connection to Chazki HaMelech? So, when I had COVID on New Year's Day, there was this hakel, um, like, you know, in Brooklyn, and Rabbi Reisman, and Rabbi Reisman gave a, a shear. So like I was home in the morning, so I had a chance to listen to, um, to Rabbi Reisman's shear. So he, he was up to this parak when Cheskia was dying, at the end of Cheskia's life, and Rabbi Reisman said something beautiful. Rabbi Reisman said that Cheskia Melech was moiser nefesh for the Yidin, and I don't mean moiser nefesh in the physical sense. Cheskia Melech literally was willing to give up his whole Elam Haba, his whole Ruchnius, his whole existence. If you don't get Elam Haba, you disappear. If you get Elam Haba, you'll be around forever. You'll be around for Mashiach and Tchiyas HaMesim. If you lose your Elam Haba, you're not around. Chezki HaMelech was willing to give up his Elam Haba, and he brought many examples. First of all, Chezki HaMelech, like we had in the Gemara Brachas, did not have children. Chezki HaMelech was willing to end the Davidic line. Cheskia Melech was willing to cut off Malchus based David. He was the line of kings. He didn't get married. He did, why? Because he knew he was going to have Menashe. I don't want to have a Russia. So I will rather give up my whole future, my whole, the future of Klal Yisrael, the whole future of Malchus based David to prevent a Russia 
from bringing Avedi Zara to Klal Yisrael. He was willing to give up his Ruchnius. Another Gemara we had in Brachas. Chazki HaMelech did six controversial things. And each one of them, he, he was Gira um, Mitas Aviv, he dragged his father's bones, he did terrible things, all for the sake of Klal Yisrael. And even, <laughs> and even more important, we had this Gemara, Chazki HaMelech gave all of Klal Yisrael a carbon Pesach when they were tummy. And he could have waited. He, he played with the calendar just to have a massive, um, like, you know, chalabek. You know, like we have like nowadays, like to do mass Kirov, we have these chalabakes. So Cheskia Melech had this mass carbon Pesach bake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that come on, yeah. So Cheskia, and it was he like did many bad things. Which means he changed the calendar, he made an Ibrayar when he shouldn't have. He did all to get Klal Yisrael to do tshuva. Cheskia Melech, time after time after time, was willing to sacrifice his Elam Haba to save Klal Yisrael. We find the exact same thing by Rabbi Echen Menzakai. Rabbi Echen Menzakai also led Klal Yisrael at extremely tumultuous time. The Beis Hamikdash was destroyed in Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai's days, and Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai, if you'll notice, every single time in Shas, there's a Zechel Amikdash. It's, it's Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai. This that we count Svira the way we do, Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai. Chadash, Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai. Sukkah, Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai. Luv, Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai. Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai was the one that said we should blow Shaifer on Shabbos in Yavne to remember what they did in Beis Hamikdash. Really, you mean Shabbos? Yes, Rabbi Yechemen Zakkai took it on his shoulders. You find that Rabbi Yechemen Zakkai, in the model of Chezkiah, was willing to forego and risk his Elam Haba in order to save Klai Yisrael. And that's why, yes, Rabbi Yechemen Zakkai was worried. Am I going to go to Elam Haba? Am I going to go to Gehenna? Which means I did some really, really, really high stakes poker. I did some really, really high stakes, high risk, very, very risky, risky propositions for the sake of Klal So he was worried if he's going to go to Om Haba. Who did he summon to carry him up? Who did he summon to take him, to take him into Shemayim, having taken such risks for Klai Yisrael, Chezki HaMelech. Because Chezki HaMelech did the exact same thing. They both were Melech of Yisrael at a really risky time. They both risked their Elam Habit to save Klai Yisrael. So yes, that was what Rabbi Yechan Menzaka was worried about. And this was his defense attorney that he wanted to go in with. Okay, well.